the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Spin and propaganda. It's all been laid out. I'm going to tell you right now. It's all been laid out. My contention is very simple. These are oligarch-run, second-world corrupt sewers who bribed, who's getting bribed, what's the great Ponzi scheme, and the rest of it is what we're witnessing right here. But MSNBC today really, really irritated me because the spin now is going to be very obvious. They're asking, why didn't this happen during the last administration? They're not asking it because they're going to probe it through thought and reason. They're asking it in that format because their new spin to save the American Soviet Party called the Democrats, the Marxist Mafia, is to give an innuendo that Trump and Putin are one and the same, fascists. On the front page of Drudge, they have Putin as Hitler. I really don't give a rip. Is he a socialist? I don't think so. I think he's more of a corporatist. I think he's more of a, a oligarch. I think he runs that country like his own personal business, which it is. That's how the, he affords a billion-dollar mansion in Crimea. By the way, was it bombed? Did you bomb his specific homes? Did you bomb his children's homes? Did you put a bullseye on his head? Because if you were serious about Putin being the next Hitler, isn't that what you would do? But that's not where the money lies. No, no, no. See, the money lies in having the U.N. commit 100,000 troops. The money lies in enriching the politicians and the political whores and pimps who've been bribed to keep Lockheed Martin's stock and the rest of it very high. That's the money. And who plays and who dies and who suffers are the poor. The rich are going to be rich. They're going to get richer. In six months, everything will be right back to normal. And this time, the oil will be over $100 and rootin' tootin' Putin will be really raking it in. And the, the second world oligarch countries will all be the same. The oligarchs will be back in position. And only the people who questioned the, 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 the corruption, who demanded righteousness, they'll be the ones that fight and die and suffer, as always. It's the year 2022. Right now, I just got a, 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 an upgrade request from Verizon. Ooh, I qualify for a new 5G phone. Yet they want to tell me exactly where to go because they knew exactly where I was. We don't know where anybody is. You remember when Trump hit Soleimani? Gone over finito. That's why, MSNBC, this didn't happen during the last administration. That's why. Because there was a man in charge, not a corrupt, feeble, fascist, political whore who now thinks he's the pimp like Joe Biden. This is about money, 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 money. Which is why their big scheme is, ooh, they're going to pretend to hurt Rootin' Tootin' Putin's money. They're not going to do a damn thing. 
Not a thing. These sanctions are a joke. He circumvented them. It's called mere. It's his own money system. He doesn't need SWIFT. He doesn't need the European banking system. But what the Europeans need is what Rootin' Tootin' Putin's got. Wheat and oil. They need it constantly. Just like we need it. Today we bought our 540,000 barrels today from Rootin' Tootin' Putin. Is that mentioned in the sanctions? I don't think it is. If you wanted to solve it, a man could solve it. An actual man could solve it. Number one, you release America. Oh, but you do. And all your eco-Nazis, to see, the real Nazi is the Democrat mafia. And the eco-Nazis who want to hamstring America, who want to cripple us, who want to make us one of those Europeans so we could all have company. Aren't we so sophisticated in our, in our three-piece suits like Lori Lightfoot? We're very sophisticated. Just throw a vest on a moron, and the next thing you know, he's a Democrat think tank member. That's what you have here. These sanctions do nothing. This little theater we're watching, and it is theater. This is just to clear out the rabble. The people in Ukraine who demanded for a new, clean government, not one run by another oligarch named Ihor Kolominsky, or Igor, either way, doesn't matter. That's who backs this president, the comedian, who doesn't look too funny today. And it's, it, they had a little spat between Rutin Tutin Putin and Kolominsky. That's what all this is about, just like he had a spat with the other Ukrainian dictator who pretended to be president. You remember the one. Back then, I think it was Manafort. That was his consultant. And before Manafort was his consultant, it was Obama who was the consultant of the one he replaced. And it's whichever one can bribe the American oligarchs so you keep the European oligarchs happy. Otherwise, why isn't there a simple order? We're not going to send any weapons. We don't need to send any weapons. We don't need to send any soldiers. I'll pay a billion dollars for somebody who brings me Putin's head. You'll get his own guys that'll saw his head off. That's what you'd do if you were serious. And nobody would have died in Ukraine. They knew this was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. Trump knew it was coming when he ran against the Duchess of Chaffington and beat her before they were able to corrupt the votes through their Democrat mafia judges circumventing state legislatures the way this Constitution is supposed to run this country. And, you know, I was listening to all of the think tanks on the left. They said it all started in Belarus when they corrupted a presidential election. Oh, really? Is that when it all started? You mean to tell me people in these countries don't like it when you corrupt an election, when you force a ruler down the throats who then rules with an iron fist? They don't like it in Europe. I got news for you. They don't like it here either. What's the timetable? How long do you think it will take until you have demonstrable results? Well, look, um, these are these are costs that build over time. And as I mentioned, is this Jake Sullivan, the ex-CIA agent, or is this the other one that just drives around in a car with him in the forest preserve? I can't figure out who they are. I think last Friday, uh, any leader, whether you're an autocrat or a small D Democrat, has to pay attention to the living standards uh, of your country. And uh, already we're seeing the effects of these measures and the signaling that we provided over the last three months. You're seeing nothing. Well, this came out. There was an, an ex former White House press secretary. Now, this guy's very interesting. He was the press secretary during the tenure of the intern molester, Bill Clinton. This, the freak who, who in between uh, island jumping with Jeffrey Epstein, pretended to be the president here in America right after that whole Mina, Arkansas thing and the cocaine uh, through Pablo Escobar. No coincidence at all. He, uh, this, this professional liar, Joe Lockhart, he tweeted something that I found very irritating. Whatever happens in Ukraine, we shouldn't underestimate the fact that the United States has retaken the adult 
chair in the world. Biden has restored American leadership, so damaged by Trump. The world needs us, and we need a president uh, who can and does lead. So right now, as we're watching this unmitigated failure, only second to when he gave the Taliban a country in Afghanistan. Only second to that. And nobody even knows what the hell's going on in Iraq today. Nobody even cares about the 1,500 soldiers we have in Syria. Nobody even cares about the other nine hotspots we're in. All that matters is the Democrats can spin this feeble political whore as an adult in the room. As oligarch versus oligarch continues to fight. The question that I have for you is who is the biggest oligarch? Putin? Kolominsky or Biden? That's the real question I see. Because as far as I'm concerned, we're the oligarch in the room. There's no question about it. And this is just a play to pretend you're harming their money till you can settle things down and you can continue to enrich and get rich by hampering American freedom. This could all stop today. Turn on the oil. Release the American ingenuity. And you will cripple Rootin' Tootin' Putin, and then offer for his head. Before these sanctions were implemented, inflation in Russia was 8.7%. The government's borrowing costs... So wait a minute, is that bad? Because we're 7.7. So is that bad? Maybe that's all you need is a little war. You could distract everybody. Spiked above 10%. The ruble had lost almost 15% of its value. How much did the dollar lose? I mean, if you look at inflation the proper way, I mean, it's a fancy word for pointing out that your dollar is, has deflated. How much did your dollar go down since Joe Biden, the oligarch, has seized control of the most powerful office in America? And today, those, those costs escalated dramatically. Now, it's going to be up to President Putin to decide. God, it sounds like here. From the West Coast. I think it's kind of ridiculous. To the East Coast. I'm scared. I don't want to pay, like, 10 bucks a gallon. It hurts my pockets and my heart. And everywhere in between. It's out of control. It's hard to believe it's over $5 a gallon. But Russia's got the inflation. Russia's got the weak ruble, huh? Americans already feeling the pinch when they fill up are facing new economic uncertainty this morning. Less than 24 hours after Russia's military invasion into Ukraine, oil on the global market temporarily topped $100 a barrel. For the Before the attack, invasion, whatever it is you want, let's call it an insurrection. Before the Ukrainian insurrection, oil here was at $97 a barrel. Sure, it had pulled down, but that's what it hit. First time since the last time there was a Democrat in office. The first time in eight years. Experts say for every $10 increase, gas prices can jump 20 cents. With a national average now... Yeah, but how much money can Putin make for every $10 increase? You know, because his national debt to GDP is 17%. Ours is 133 But the SEC is going to investigate Elon Musk and his brother. Because they sold stock, huh? They're not going to investigate the Bidens. They're not going to investigate Nancy Pelosi. They're not going to investigate so many Republicans that, by the way, have finally come to an agreement. Both Little Dick Durbin and Adam Kinzinger and many, many of the other people at CPAC all want to go into Ukraine. They're all excited about it. And they'll commit every dollar we can to support whichever oligarch you think is the best one. 
Illinois Senator Dick Durbin just returned from a security conference in Europe. He's now discussing Russia's invasion of Ukraine with community members. CBS 2's Asal Rezai joins us live from the Ukrainian Cultural Center where that meeting just wrapped up. Good morning, Asal. Yeah, good morning, Ryan. Senator Durbin welcomed here by community members in the Ukrainian village. He talked about his experience during his recent trip to Europe. Where he by the way, is the Ukrainian village, how many carjackings did they have last night? How many uh, shootings? Uh, the biggest concern is Dick Durbin committing money to the Ukraine in the Ukrainian village, huh? met with leaders of both Poland and Lithuania, really taking time to discuss their concerns as Russia continues its invasion into Ukraine. Senator Durbin is co-chair of the state Ukraine caucus and the Baltic Freedom Caucus. He says while he doesn't know how things will end up, he believes the United States has to stand up and help Ukraine fight against Russia. I promise to be your voice in defense of your sisters and brothers who have been targeted by Putin's deadly soldiers. What about the ones that have been targeted by the oligarchs that were running that country? One of the most corrupt countries in Europe long before Putin decided to take a piece of it or whatever the hell he's doing there. What about that? Where were you, little Dick Durbin? Where were you? The United States must provide the weapons for the Ukrainian resistance, the protection of those who have fled, and the survival of those who were caught in the crossfire of Putin's invasion. He sounds like Donald Rumsfeld, doesn't he? We also heard from some Ukrainians who talked directly to the senator, telling them, telling him about stories of their families and what they're going through over there. Yeah, did they hear from any of the Russian-speaking Ukrainians that were being murdered prior to all this? I mean, there's a couple of different versions of the story we're not getting. But after all, here's the good news. Finally, America is led by an adult. The world needs us, and we have a president who can and does lead, says the Democrat White House spokesman who covered up for a president who was molesting a 21-year-old intern. Aren't they just adults? Aren't they so superior to us? After all, we should just turn over everything to the Democrats. Everything will be perfect. It'll be utopia, kind of like it is now. And they've only been in charge a year. What do you think it'll be like in three? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM560, The Answer amazing to watch people who have no no concept of exactly what was going on since 2003 since the really 2000 in ukraine how many anti-corruption group heads disappeared how when they got in power they were given lists of people to ignore people involved in our government people who backed our democrat mafia it's astonishing isn't it it's really quite shocking joe in displays hi joe yeah you're on uh, yes sir um i have a good idea i think since uh, the government over there in ukraine supported by soros they should uh, have the antifa and the uh, uh, black lives matter people that they are good fighters they have shown here in the united states uh to go over there and uh, in the in the russian front and uh, see if they can help us out a little bit Joe, I think what you're referring to is Lutsenko. And when Lutsenko, who was part of the um, anti-corruption of Ukraine, was put in a position of power in 2015, um, he was given a list. Here, let me read it to you. And, Joe, do you mind if I ask where you're from? Greece, actually. Okay. Lutsenko told me he was stunned when the ambassador gave him a list of people 
whom he should not prosecute. The list included founder of the anti-AC group and two former members of parliament who vocally supported the group's anti-corruption reform agenda. According to the source directly familiar with the meeting, it turns out the group that Ukraine law enforcement was probing was co-founded by the Obama administration's mega-donor George Soros. Is that what you're talking about? And it That's further right, turns yeah. out, yeah, he was collaborating with FBI agents that were investigating Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort, which is a reason I couldn't stand Paul Manafort. See, I've been, yeah. I've been paying attention to this for years. This is a place that where if you wiggle against the corruption too much, you disappear. If you're, if you're strong and you wiggle against the commission, you're given a position in the government, you're corrupted. It's really a second-world yeah. oligarch-run hellhole, like all of these places that were head up by ex-KGB people from the old Soviet Union that picked a country, picked an oil company, picked a natural gas company, and made billions. And here we are supporting one of them when they're all, in my estimation, they're all part of a corrupt oligarch system. Thank you, Joe, for the call. I truly appreciate Thanks. it. Uh, God forbid a Democrat voter should actually read something, you morons. You absolute moron. Here you go. Like, like, let me give you another example. Did you know that Biden, he nominated a black woman for the Supreme Court? Now, it wasn't Cardi B. I lost a cigar to Dan Prof. However, it was somebody who was friendly with the Marxist mafia. And when um, he was talking about how great it is here, let's hear a little bit. For too long, our government, our courts haven't looked like America. Mm -hmm. I believe it's time that we have a court reflects the full talents and greatness of our nation. This is what I love about a person of low character. This is what I love about a political whore. Because you could give them enough money, they will eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad. It's a, just a fact, Jack. Because I remember when Joe Biden, scumbag du jour, actually eulogized a Ku Klux Klan grand wizard by the name of Robert Byrd. Anybody else remember that? Moon and Marjorie, the entire Byrd family. If you didn't already know it, it's pretty clear the incredible esteem your father was held in. I know you've known that your whole Incredible esteem. He was the grand wizard poobah, whatever the hell those low-life scumbag rats of the Klan called themselves. He was as top as you could go. He also happened to be a senator. And he was also a mentor to Joe Biden and Joe Manchin, for that matter. And now it's all gone because he, he decided to put a black woman... In the Supreme Court. Forget about her qualifications. Forget about the fact she's clearly now and always has been somebody who believes herself to be a social justice warrior and she's awful friendly to Marxism. Right. So, what, what are some of the leading factors uh, that is other than unconscious bias that you see having an impact there that, that account for some of the disparities that we see in convictions and in sentencing? Well, one, one of the things that I was aware of in my time on the Sentencing Commission, and is something that you all have worked on, um, were uh, the differences in statutory penalties for things like crack and powder, that oh. many, many... Vast uh, disparities. Crack and powder? This is something we should whistle Hunter in. He knows all about that. Between what you get sentenced for with crack versus... Correct, and that, that, that it was having a demographic effect because the research and statistics showed that the overwhelming number of defendants who were convicted of, of uh, crimes involving crack were African-American. Yeah, but, 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 but were they convicted of the crime? Were they convicted of the crime? You know what we should do? We should empty uh, our, our, our jails, and we should take all those people on the ankle bracelets. Let's wrap them off in the Ukraine. Let it all sort out. 
He'll show you how to run a real corrupt operation. Next thing you know, you'll have Ed Burke and his wife there. Tim on the north side. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So I have a question for you. I mean, given the complex situation and the fact that, you, you know, as you said, we don't know really what's going on in Ukraine. Why was it so hard for America and the West to just say, okay, we're not going to take Ukraine into NATO as long as you don't enter an inch in their territory. Otherwise, we don't have a deal anymore. Because that already existed in the 2014 agreement. It already existed. That, that deal, what you just articulated, already existed. And the allegations have been since 2014. Now, they have fallen on deaf ears that the U.N. was doing undercover installing a weapon dispenser system in the Ukraine. This has been the allegation for seven years. And for seven years, they said, no, we're not, no, we're not, no, we're not. Now, whether the information was as good as it was when we said that uh, Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, I don't know. But whether it was good or bad, that was the allegation. Yet the hearing never took place. They kept getting ignored. And in the meantime, in Ukraine, they tried to cleanse it by making a third of the country who speaks Russian, they were making it illegal to speak Russian. And then in 2018, our own Congress passed a law that money in any of our bills was not to go to the Ukraine military because it had been infiltrated by the Azov division of Nazis. That is all true, and it's all documented. Yet here we are, and nobody knows what's what. All we know is little Dick Durbin and Adam Kinzinger agree we should send guns and weapons there. That's their form of, of gun control. Thank you very much, Tim. It's a complex issue, and they're taking advantage of our stupidity. 312-642-5600. I'll take all of your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. They got you focused on what exactly is happening in the Ukraine between oligarchs. Anybody want to know what's going on here between oligarchs? How about how our major cities that are run by these Democrat mafia are imploding into crime and mayhem? How about how that same George Soros, who backed the corruption in Ukraine, has now put in uh, uh, attorneys to make sure, states' attorneys, that to make sure that criminals walk free? How many people are going to be killed this weekend by somebody who was arrested a week ago, hours ago, a month ago, that's out on an ankle bracelet? How many? The problems in Ukraine? Problems right here, baby. It's called Democrats. That's the fracking problem. Lee Bridgeport. Hey, Sean. Nice talking to you again. Uh, you absolutely summed that up, true, and it'll happen this weekend in Chicago here. Um, I'd also like to mention, you mentioned the sentencing guidelines for cocaine, powder, and crack cocaine. What they never mention is that uh, methamphetamines is the same sentencing guidelines as crack. So it has to do with the lethality and the addiction rate of the drug. And another thing, nobody wants to talk about the black Supreme Court nominee that George W. Bush put up that Biden blocked because he didn't want the Republicans to be able to have the first black female nominee on the courts. So why doesn't somebody bring that up and show what a racist, do yeah, good for I nothing scumbag he is? Well, anybody that would eulogize a Ku Klux Klan grand wizard, I don't, I, I'm amazed that we're even in this position in 2021. Thank God, Lee, that the Democrats have no sense of, of history or of reality. Otherwise, we would be able to uh, eliminate the Democrat mafia, and you would be able to be safe this weekend. By the way, stay safe in Bridgeport. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I have um, a clip. I, where is that one, uh, Bunny? Hun Honey Bunny. Where's the one about the... Uh, Illinois has reached a verdict with the uh, Oxycontin. 
Illinois Farm. Where are we go. Illinois finalized a $760 million settlement with pharmaceutical companies over the opioid crisis. The opioid epidemic has uh, destroyed countless lives and families throughout our state. And That's Kwame Raul. So Illinois settles with Big Pharma for lying to the people and creating mayhem through millions of lives. And who gets the money? Illinois? Illinois gets the money. Oh, gee, isn't that great? And you're not a slave owned by the government? Why in the hell does Illinois profit? They're the ones that drop the ball. Devastated communities. And it's imperative that the resources reach these areas and be used to abate the problem. Not before they go through your slimy hands, though, huh, Kwame? Oh, yeah, we got to sprinkle the infield a little bit. After all, the citizens are the one that paid the cost. The citizens' lives were ruined, and you get paid. That's a great system, Kwame. So this is part of that national $26 billion settlement with Cardinal Health, Amerisource, Burgeon, Nixon, and Johnson & Johnson. Now, 94 of the 102 counties in Illinois and 104 municipalities will share in this settlement. So- they get half of your income. Then when you suffer, they get the money, the settlement, and you're not a slave in this country? Yeah, Ukrainian. Boy, it's terrible over there. Whew, terrible in Ukraine. It's terrible right here. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Um, First of all, I pray for the people of Ukraine. They did not deserve this, and um, I feel terrible for them. I mean, you know, a lot of them are homeless now, and they don't know what's going on. And second of all, having Biden and his mob in office at this time, uh, like, you know, a time like this or any time for that matter, it's scary as hell. Absolutely. It really is. is. It's scary. This is what happens. You, You said something very important. You pray for the people of Ukraine. That's yeah. what's important. You notice how the Democrats right. say pray for Ukraine. They want you to think right. it's monolithic. They don't want you to know about the people that were railing against the corruption of the government in Ukraine. The kind of corruption that would allow an oligarch like Ihor Kolominsky to own 50% of an oil company. Well, the state right. was supposed to hold the, hold the other 50%. They don't want you to know about that. They don't want you to know about how the people were victimized by the corruption, just like Chicago. After all, it's just Ukraine. God forbid they let you think that there are individuals there that are being taken advantage by the government, just like here. Exactly. Maybe exactly. we should send Kwame Raul over and Kim Fox. We'll really, we'll really cripple Russia. I said, if we want to hurt Russia, we'll send the American Democrats to their parliament. Thank you very much, Teresa. I appreciate the call. Uh, Dan in West Chicago. Hey, Sean. Uh, just wondering, you know, I hear the Durham uh indictment came out on the Clinton lawyer or whatever, and then I'm hearing somebody talk about it, and they're saying that they assume, I think Michael Flynn was saying that he assumes that there are high-level people who have buckled and are going to go state's evidence, whatever you want to call it, and I'm, I'm wondering whether we can dust off, like, maybe the House Un-American Activities Committee, and really... If you did that, you'd eliminate the entire Democrat Party. Dan, if you did what you just said, you'd eliminate the entire Democrat Party. If the SEC did what it's supposed to do, instead of intimidating the Musk brothers, you'd eliminate all of the corruption in the Congress. But the people in charge are in on the scam. Sorry, I hate to break it to you, but it's just the way. There are no good guys in this story. And if if I'm wrong, then Mike Madigan and Ed Burke would already be in prison. They'll never see a day. Thank you very much. That's the mafia with protection. And then there's the people that support the mafia with protection. 
the absolute stone moron Democrat. I understand the ones that are in on the scam, those fat slobs, those wannabe gangsters that pretend to have construction companies that work for airports and streets and bridges and all the rest of the infrastructure scam. But the, the regular Democrat that isn't in on the scam and just stupid, those are the ones that you almost have to just be in awe of. So it's Friday. I want to have a good time. This is a Hollywood actress who says she could solve all of the problems if only she was Putin's mommy. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm, so much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? Was it because so early in life all that strife wrapped your little body with fear? If I was your mother, if the, the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Oh, dear Mr. President Putin, if only I'd been your mother. Perhaps the torture of unwrit youth would not within your heart imbue ascription to such fealty against that world that you thought was so cruel. Perhaps you would hold dear human life, and on this night, instead of Mother Russia, you would call me, and I would set your mind quite free with the love. And there's an American Democrat. She must not be one that wants to kill the baby, though. I couldn't help but notice that. There's an American Democrat that voted for Biden. And you want to know which country's got problems? <laughs> it's this one. With morons like that and a party like the Joe Biden mafia called Democrats. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM560. The answer. Is that con artist? Forward at a minute there, squirrel hands. Is that that con artist Irving, the guy who voted for Biden, now wants to be the Republican governor of Illinois? Moron. Yeah, vote for Irving. I dare you. Another idiot. There's another waste of Ken Griffin's money. Not a listener of mine is going to vote for that dummy, that fraud. Go advertise on another one. Kay, Kansas City. Hey, Sean. Love your show. I was wondering if you've ever seen the series Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. I have the uh, the promo for that on a clip. I did see it, and I wanted to play it, but we we run out of time all the time. But to think okay. that they use that atrocity of a corrupt FDA, of a corrupt government, to put out on the people and forever change the lives of tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people, by telling them Oxycontin was not a, a, an yeah. opioid, which it is, and by deceiving the people, then they get the settlement and the corrupt state government gets the money? That's that's the yeah. perfect cherry on the screw you Sunday. Thank you, Kay. Unbelievable. Next thing you know, a Democrat will be running for governor as a Republican in Illinois. Uh, Steve, Chicago. Hey, what's going on, Sean? How are you today? Good, buddy. How are you? 
doing well. Hey, I wanted to ask, I, I went online today to get tickets for the prof roast. Yeah. One of the reasons I want to go, I, I'd like to meet you, but the VIP tickets are gone. Is there a chance to meet you without yeah, the VIP ticket? Or? Absolutely. I'm not, do I look like a VIP? VIP. I'll be out there. Don't no, worry. I don't know how the whole layout is. I don't know what they got going. But Just also, too, is this an event? Because I'm actually from Chicago, so I got like two people in my life that would go, but they both can't go. <laughs> right. Uh, is that something to go solo? Is that an event that would Brother, be okay I go, to go everywhere solo? solo. My favorite sentence in life is table for one, please. You come solo. You'll be fine. We'll make friends. Don't worry. It'll be great. You come out. I'm looking forward to All seeing right. you. Walk up to me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Michael on the south side. Sean, how's it going? Very good. Uh, thank you for you? taking my call. I'm okay, okay, thanks. I have two very quick points. Uh, number one. I was listening to uh, another radio station that shall go nameless, and that's all I heard all black all day. Black female Supreme Court justice. That same station has yet to identify the coward who ran over those women and children. And Michael, they have to race. they have to stoke the divide so they can get people to think about each other as if they were all sharing the same opinions and the same philosophy. Because God forbid, if they realize this country is made of individuals, people like me, and I don't care what color anybody is, I care about their character. And when it comes to color, I hate far more white people than any other color on the face of the earth. Those are the real scumbag liars. In fact, some of my dearest friends happen to not be white. Never mattered to me. It was the content of the character. And they don't want us to think like that. Because then, Michael, maybe, maybe, some people who they count on their vote, who they, they pillage and they misuse their, their, their money and they steal their future, some of those people of color might actually start to think, we have a guy who eulogized a Klansman in the White House pretending to help black people. And only a Democrat mafia could exist on that kind of deception. Thank you, Michael. But I do want to play something. I, uh, I, I, I do watch a sport, one sport, and it's fighting. I love fighting. MMA, I absolutely adore it. There's a, there's a fighter by the name of Green out there. And he, was, um, he is a person of color. And he was asked by a reporter to, to strengthen the divide in the races. And he's, he did something I thought was unbelievable. Yeah, come here, come here, come here. Oh, he's going to bring... Yeah. So we've been fighting right now in, in this time in our country. We're doing this whole Black Lives Matter. Everyone's fighting, everyone's looting. This is my father. I was born in foster care. I didn't have a mother or a father. They gave me away. My father wasn't fit to be my father. This is my dad here, Jacob Benny. He's been there since the beginning. He's done everything. He lays life down for me, and I lay his life down for him. I don't judge any man on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. We're here. We love. It doesn't matter what color of us. It's all about love. You can't beat hate with hate. You beat hate with love. So everyone out there, please stop fighting. Please come together. We can't beat it that way with love. And that man whose job is to get punched in the face and punch other people in the face is smarter than any sitting rat Democrat mafia member in this country. That's a black man with a white father. You get to pick who your family is. You get to pick who you are. Are you going to be dumb enough to be conned by the mafia that's making trillions of dollars on your ignorance and your stupidity? 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson, and this 
is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a time for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Monica Showalter like is a deputy editor and social media manager of The American Thinker. She's a veteran foreign correspondent and financial journalist who I've had on once before, and we both agreed she really loves me. So she's back now to discuss misinformation in Ukraine. Hi, Monica. Hi. It's good to be here. Thank Wonderful. you for having me on. So I, uh, I've been paying attention to this for quite a while, and I remember my big gripe, one of them, against Trump, was Paul Manafort, who I think to this day is the unholy forest preserve child of um, Wayne Newton and possibly Engelbert Humperdinck. And he is the one who really corrupted foreign policy, going way back to the 70s when it was Manafort, Stone, and Black. However, he was replacing some of the Democrat influence in the Ukraine, which has been one of the more corrupt Baltic areas or Eastern European ex-Soviet strongholds. So we really don't have a perspective of what it's like for the people, most of which have been railing against government corruption since the fall of the Iron Curtain. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Ukraine is bottom of the barrel on corruption. I mean, uh, it's it's just unfortunate. Because have you ever met a Ukrainian? They're lovely people. They're wonderful. And Chicago wonderful. has a big Ukrainian population, and I've had the pleasure of meeting Ukrainians and Russians. And, you know, it, it's nice to, to realize that they're individuals just like we are, and the vast majority of them are here be, are because they recognized their corruption, they didn't like being Soviets, and they wanted to get away from it. Unfortunately, they came to Chicago. It was a lighter version of it. But go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's just very unfortunate with uh, Ukraine because the corruption is bad. I just saw a chart showing that, that Ukraine was the top contributor to the Clinton Foundation. Um, there was a big game going on, you know, that uh, Ukraine was just, you know, a, a place where uh, where you could go to be corrupt. And it's not, it wasn't, Manafort did stink. He certainly did. Absolutely. But so did Hunter Biden. All of these characters made Ukraine a corrupt place. And Germany said, we can't let Ukraine into NATO because it's too corrupt. Well, what does that do to Ukraine? Look what's happening now. It's one of my bad. One of my favorite clips is Joe Biden after he uh, was done being the vice president, when he bragged about holding a billion dollars in foreign aid, so that they would remove a prosecutor who was looking into Burisma. What they don't tell you is that that prosecutor was also looking into Igor Kolominsky, who is an oligarch that really is in competition with Putin. He's done everything from weapons sales to drug importation, and and, and he is just the worst of the worst, and he happens to be a 49% stakeholder in the oil and gas company in the Ukraine. He is also the backer of the Comedian, who is now all of a sudden Captain America. Am I right in being suspicious of the let's wrap our arms around this guy? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're talking about the guy who's currently the president, right? Yeah, the comedian. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he does look lovely now, but yeah, there's a backstory, and it makes me very suspicious. He was the guy in the middle, uh, not the pro-West or pro-East, etc. But yeah, every, anybody who gets anywhere in Ukraine is a, is a part of that poisonous politics of Ukraine, including the gas princess, uh, Yulia 
Uh, Yulia something, and there was another one, uh, the guy who got poisoned himself again. There were uh, this evidence of, of certain kinds of corruption and troughs in the snoot or snoots in the trough. Um, another thing is there's a lot of, you know, uh, Washington, D.C. characters. You know, think of Alexander Vindman getting offered the the position of, uh, of of defense minister three times, et cetera, and <laughs> making foreign policy on his own. Uh-huh. Uh, over the commander in chief, altering documents, and then of course setting up the whistleblower. It's just you know there was obviously some kind of Washington revolving door trough seeking going on with that too. I don't know the precise nature of that, but I do feel very suspicious, and I feel people like that, as well as Manafort, Hunter Biden, etc., are why Ukraine is in the predicament it's in because it takes two to do corruption. There's something that I remember way back in 2018. And that was that in a one a behemoth spending bill, one point three trillion, you remember how we just keep kicking those things out every four months. In there, Congress wrote a specific line that money from that bill was not to go to the Ukrainian military because the Ukrainian military had been infiltrated by the Azovs, also known as Nazis. Why is this information oh, yeah. being squashed? I can't find it virtually anywhere. Oh man, we gotta go look that one up because I yeah that's been a long long smear you know there was you know it goes back to World War Two Ukrainians are Nazis but it was because they were so desperate from the Soviets who nearly starved them to death and of course some half of them or huge numbers of them to the Gulag in Siberia etc just multiple war crimes etc that some of them said we'll, we'll take anybody we'll take Nazis if they come. In. Uh, And so that, of course, made them be painted as Nazis. And, of course, that happened to Sebastian Gorka, too. They painted him as a Nazi saint because the Nazis had come through when it was actually anti-Soviet resistance. But they loved to paint him as Nazis, as if these two were not, you know, Soviets and Nazis weren't best buddies up until 1939. How about us? We partnered with Uncle Joe who, by the way, killed 160 million people. He makes Hitler look like a, a, an amateur. He's the appetizer to the destruction that Uncle Joe did, yet he was our buddy during World War II. So we have a habit of really kind of buying shtick and lines and propaganda versus kind of thinking of exactly what it is we're doing. And I really don't want to be in that position again where we're helping the worst guy when everybody yeah. in the story is bad. I think that's where this is going. That's how it looks to me. But um, I'm also aware that wasn't Brezhnev Ukrainian? And doesn't Ukraine have the border it has because Brezhnev drew it on a table? And isn't... um, They were drunks. They were a bunch of drunks doing drunk games, and one of them gave a big piece of Russia to Ukraine. And it didn't matter at the time because the Soviet Union was all ruled by Moscow anyway. It had that horrible uniformity that they love. It didn't matter. So, you know, they could be a bunch of drunks and hand each other pieces of land and stuff, and it didn't matter. But But then then when they split up, it did matter. And right now, up until today, a third of the country speaks Russian. They view themselves as Russian. A third of the country uh, also has been ostracized by by yep. um by by ukraine and they've been prosecuted uh they've been yeah, not only know, that, for religious sure reasons and all others is that not true yeah that that is totally true and that's a really unfortunate part of it um the, the eastern ukrainians have been completely neglected they're they're part of ukraine is really ugly and nasty soviet looking stuff 
um, you know, that leaves them out. And Zelensky is not part of that. He's sort of in the middle, so okay, uh, better than someone who's t- who wants to just shut out the Eastern Europeans, but the Eastern Ukrainians. But it just it bothers me because, yeah, the people I know from Ukraine are from Donetsk. And they're actually Russian citizens, and they work for the Russian government. So, you know, and yes, they are against this war, too. Or last I talked to them, I haven't spoken to them yet. I don't know how to approach them at this point. But I had known they were against that. They just said, no, we don't want this kind of war. It scares the daylights out of us. And, uh, you know, this is is just, you know, a, a really unfortunate thing. But the Eastern people had been kind of shut out. Aside from being a foreign... Um, uh, correspondent, you're a financial. You've been in the financial world as well. You see that, yeah, you know, years ago, but yeah, yeah, it's still fairly fresh in my mind. <laughs> I've had a real problem with the IMF bank. I've had a real problem with the money that we uh, pretend we're sending to people. When the fact is, the corrupt mafia members and oligarchs of these these uh, Ukraines around Europe and the rest of it seem to grab all that money and the quality of life in Ukraine for the average citizen is what would you compare it to? Um, How can American people kind of get a sense of exactly what it's like to be an average Ukrainian citizen not related to um, one of the government officials or an oligarch who has a 400 foot yacht that he paid a hundred million dollars for like Igor Kolominsky. What is the average life like? Among, uh, the it is in. unfair. It is really unfair. And the thing is, your solution there is you leave. And many Ukrainians have left. You find really big Ukrainian-American communities. We got them in San Diego. I'm going to go down to their little rally to, tonight to help support the Ukrainians. I mean, I know it's stupid symbolism, but geez, yeah. I want to do something. Um, but also, they leave. They, they go to Germany. They, they go to Los Angeles. They go to Chicago. There's a very large Ukrainian-American community in Ohio. These are all important people. And, uh, you know, it's like the te- you, you have any talent, you have any initiative, et cetera. You say, well, I better make my fate in Ger- make my uh, fortune in Germany, or I better get to the States, or just any place I can do it, because there's no opportunities for them there. It's, it's, it's very despairing for them. It's, you know, the death of hope, as Masha Gessen wrote in her essay. It's, um, uh, people, you know, people with talent will leave talent and initiative, and these are genuinely, they're educated, they're, so they're ethical, they have social capital. These are these people are, are just jewels, and the thing is, uh, you can't, can't afford to lose people like that. Now, they still are a very large country, there's still a lot of poor people, etc., but it just makes you sad because uh, Ukraine is such a country with potential. Sounds a lot like uh, Illinois. Um, I wanted to um, also ask you, there are um, there's this idea that we have these expendable people. When I see these actions of war, when I see the propaganda on the Drudge Report, they have a, a picture of Vladimir Putin with a Hitler mustache and a Hitler comb over. When you see all of these allegations that Hitler's the worst, I mean, um, uh, Putin is the worst leader in the world. Why is there not a bounty put on Vladimir Putin's head, and why is there not an active? attempt to annihilate Vladimir Putin versus the tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who are at risk right now? 
Yeah, that makes me very suspicious because Joe Biden's, you know, he didn't even cut off Putin's oil. Uh, he didn't, uh, I mean, they did a personal sanctions thing, but that's quite useless. My under- I, I have a left-wing friend named Seth Hetna, and he lives in San Diego, too. We went, we're, we were college classmates, and he's a real nice guy. But he, he put out a, a tweet saying, why didn't they target uh, Putin's palace on the Black Sea? He's right. got a big, uh, you know, Navalny exposed that big palace. They didn't do it. Now, Look at that, we agree. Think, people know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're shielding him in a lot of ways. They're making the sanctions worthless. And uh, they're just like basically repeat sanctions of what had been done before, so everybody knows how to get around it. Plus, they all got China helping them out. Um, right. So they, they, you know, they they've planned this, they've pre-planned this, but I don't understand why this failure to put sanctions that hurt, especially since Ukraine is in mortal danger now. They don't have 15 months to wait. I think it was or 15 years to wait. Uh, as as the critic uh, Jerry Salt, he's the New York magazine's art critic. He's a lefty, but he makes sensible statements like that. He says they don't have 15 years to wait. That was how long sanctions took for South Africa. Sure, it's, it's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a failed temp. It's a, it's a kabuki theater. It's, it's, it's ridiculous and nonsense. I also have to watch a lot of news today, yet I only found it on two places. Xi Jinping, to your point, has given blackout information. In fact, the people of China are completely unaware of what's going on in the Ukraine. I have yet to hear that reported on a mainstream channel. How can you come to any other conclusion that the problem in America is that information, true information, is being censored by the, the, the propaganda wing, the Pravda, of the American Democrat Mafia? How, that's the only conclusion I can come to. Can you explain this to me? Oh, I think that's exactly what's happening. I think, um, you know, social media and all that, they're all shining up and they're willing to do what, uh, you know, they're willing to black news out. I mean, I wrote about, you know, the young, the young skier who had bit off more than she ch- could chew when she uh, d- decided to become a propaganda person for the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese have a formidable machine. They, um, you know, they, I think Putin and, and she have been, you know, in cahoots since February the 4th. They signed a little agreement, and I just looked at that and said, I ought to blog it. I don't like it, and uh, but I can't tell what's coming down the pike from it. Sure enough, it's something yeah. like this. They may have an understanding. They may have actually talked about it. You take Taiwan, I'll take Ukraine. Um, <laughs> it, you know, just, yeah. you know, and another one of the part. stooges that we should be aware of is Iran, and when they're done beating their wives and daughters, they are going to probably go after Israel, would they not? But Israel kind of has a little hand up. They got some nukes, and that's really the only difference. Uh, but how long before we start hearing from the wife beaters in Iran? Yeah, exactly. I, I think, well, I think Joe's trying to get that deal through, which is part of the reason why he's gone so soft on Putin. He needs Putin's cooperation within that. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, so he's, he's, he's doing just lip service sanctions. And it's pathetic. It's like, no, they need help right now. They need air cover. They need something. We promised we would defend them if they gave up their nukes. I, I, we got to treat that as a good promise. If we don't, it's, it's uh, you know. You sure, we can't it. just say it was the Clinton years and nothing really matters what he did. He, you know, after all, he molested the 21-year-old intern. We can't do that. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, and that reminds me of the IMF, because the IMF was especially active in those Clinton years. They were just a disaster all over the world, giving this weird neoliberal type of advice, not the free market advice that these countries needed. And that's Uh, that's when Soros was impersonating Manafort, and he was all neck deep in that Ukraine. 
you know, God forbid this gets out on the regular media. You may actually change some minds in this country, but they like it just the way it is where morons can vote for a guy who eulogized a Klansman and pretend now he's supporting the black people. She is Monica Showalter, deputy editor and social media manager for the American Thinker. She is my friend. I love having you on. Thank you so much. Look forward to the next Thank time. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. It's Friday. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do Friday features with me. What do you think there, Squirrel Hand? Should we do that? Alright, we'll Friday features with me. And if you call, you can call again during Friday features with me. In the meantime, this is an excellent point. Scott in Woodstock. Hi, Scott. Hello, Sean. Happy Friday. I was just wondering. <clears throat> Excuse me, have our, have our social media overlords on Twitter, since they got rid of the 45th president's Twitter feed, have they uh, permanently banned from the platform Vladimir Putin's Twitter page yet? I don't think so. I think him and the Ayatollah, in fact, are in a new um, algorithm, and they're getting hit. They're getting. Uh, they come up every time a Democrat logs on, because really, it's the same philosophy. They just don't like his tactics. But as far as the strong man, as far as the corruption, eh, they're all in, right? We just call him a well, social engineer. They should just say they're social engineers and they're dropping off fentanyl in Kiev, and uh, they're part of the Sinaloa cartel. And the Democrats would support them. I mean, there's all a way. It's all in the way you deliver the information. But it is an excellent point. Why would the freak who owns Twitter allow Rutentun Putin, the Ayatollah? And Xi Jinping. But right now, Rutentun Putin is, is actually actively bombing another oligarch-controlled country. Why does he still have his Twitter? He might say something, though. I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm really aghast and uh, utterly oh. shocked at how the uh, value proposition on Twitter just keeps getting better every day. You know, they took my account, too. They took my account in the morning of January 6th. I'm not on Twitter, either. I don't even know why. I was going to Florida, not Washington. I wouldn't dirty my, my shoes by walking in that sewer of Washington. Thank you, Scott. It's an excellent point. In fact, Squirrel Hands, do me a favor. Uh, find out what Vladimir Putin's last tweet was. I'd like to read it on air if you wouldn't mind. Send it to me. In the meantime, I want to talk about all of the money that's going on, all of the things that are going on locally in these Democrat sewers, these Democrat hubs. You know, we played that infrastructure bill. The clip from the uh, Republican senator in Arizona yesterday. I want to refresh your memory of exactly what's going on. To give you an idea of a great perversity, um, the infrastructure bill. Okay, so there's this piece of legislation. Hey, you know, they're touting we're going to, you know, it's going to help the supply chain, even though only a fraction of the spending actually went to roads and bridges. And then they slip in language in there saying the ports can't automate. So you have a world where, being from the West, being from Arizona, we just had the first successful autonomous truck move goods um, with no driver and dealing with, you know, because we have this demographic trucker shortage and the concept of that automation. But because the union group at the, at the pier was so powerful, the Democrats slipped in saying you can't automate we're going to give you a bunch of money for some green things, but we won't let you adopt technology like Singapore and so much of the rest of the world to move these containers off more efficiently. Is that because of money? Is that because uh, you know uh, they deliver votes? It's because of corruption. 
That's because of corruption. That would almost make Vladimir Putin blush. We got our own little oligarch system, our own little scheme. It's called the Democrat Mafia. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM 560, the answer. All right, he's been on the line. I want to go to, uh, I like this song a little bit. Don't get mad there, squirrel hands, but uh, lower it. Tom, Payless Heights. Hi, Sean. How are you, Tom? Uh, I, I, I just got to, I want to tell you something. At, at uh, This morning after Dan's show, I'm listening to the news on the uh, 560, uh-huh. and uh, something came up, and I haven't heard anybody talk about it since then. They claimed that uh, the uh, Jelly Belly uh, made some, um, uh, told his, uh, when he took over office, that actually set up a blind trust. But somehow the, the wires got touched a little, crossed there a little bit, and they invested in uh, uh, Medicaid. Centene. And, uh, Centene is a company. Centene did it. Yeah, Centene yeah, is a company which ranks in the billions of dollars. It's got one of the largest Medicaid contracts with the state of Illinois. And that fat slob you call a governor happens to be heavily invested. I do call him a governor. I am. Okay. But now here's the okay. thing, Tom. I want you to remember this. The, the trust has always been blind to this useless piece of dung. If his mother didn't know who to give a lap dance to, J.B. Pritzker wouldn't be able to have a visa card. He's a moron, a corrupt piece of garbage that the people of Illinois saw so fit as to elect as governor. So, you know, you're trapped because you wouldn't go for this and you wouldn't vote for a Republican who voted for Biden like Irving either. So my suggestion to you is you come down here with me. I'll find you somewhere. We'll walk on the beach. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the call. That's what the people of Illinois want. You've got hours and hours and hours of this beanbag with a pumpkin on it. You call a governor. On tapes with Blagojevich, scumbag, they toot they scumbag. But now he's a Trumplican. Ooh, he's a Trumplican. He's a hero now. Selling the state down the river. And he's the next governor. And the, and the guy who's going to be the Republican solution is a Democrat who voted for Biden. Now he's running as a Republican. Yeah, that'll be great. If Rabine doesn't win, I'll tell you what. Where do you think the, the real estate prices have a better future? on the east or west of Ukraine, maybe in Kiev or Crimea, versus West Chicago. Oh, I know. I'll take Crimea. I think it's going to have a better, brighter uh, real estate trajectory than the sewer of corruption known as Chirac. Mike Union. Sean, my man, quick question. Sovereignty, who does it belong to, the government or the people? It's supposed to be the people. Now, uh, All right. You know, if you want to say that a country is sovereign and borders, that's true. It can you can have a sovereign sure. nation, but we're the only one that's built on the sovereign of the individual up until you know a few years ago. Isn't it awesome that all these people are on TV, all our media and politicians worried about the sovereignty of Ukraine? Please, where's the sovereignty of you? You, you know what I'm saying? And then next week when the truckers arrive in D.C., what's going to happen, brother? Oh, please. They're gonna, it'll be an insurrection. They'll all be incarcerated. They'll be put in cells for 18 hours. And the kid who just, the 14-year-old who just stabbed the 41-year-old, he'll be uh, 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 worthy of free college. That's how this system works. And, and, and there won't be a single politician out there protecting the rights of any good American that decides to protest in peace. It's an excellent point, and that's because of where we are in this nation and how stupid the people are who put the Democrat mafia in it. Those are the same kind of people who think if only Putin had a mommy. That only a mother can give and only a mother can take away. 
when holds she doesn't harm at bay and leaves her boy for the promise of a man. Whatever your story, Mr. President Putin, I can't imagine how it feels in your heart, but I know if I was your mother, that would be a start <laughs> towards the awareness of what a powerful being of light you could be if your mind was only free from the violence you've seen when you were just two or three. I cannot believe I was born too late in a different place when I would have loved you so. Watched you play wherever you go. If only this Hollywood bimbo would have been Putin's mother, everybody in the Ukraine would be safe. You have to be an absolute moron to be a Democrat. Moron. David Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, hearing your guest about the Ukraine and all the corruption and knowing about the Hunter laptops, it's beginning to look to me like Ukraine is a giant, like, Building 7 World Trade Center, if you know the theory behind that, where all the evidence was hidden. Yeah, it was all in the tunnels that heated up. It came down perfectly because of the tunnel. Yeah, I'm well aware of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyway, how do we prepare... For when the Vice President Cackler, I think, and this is my opinion, I think she may be taking over in the next year or two. So what's that going to do to our stock portfolios and, and portfolios when she gets well, in there? You know, I'm Once again, you'll wish you had a condo in Crimea and a 401k in Russia. That's how it's going to look when we get the Cackler. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next President of the United States. <laughs> 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 yeah, there she is. She earned that position the old-fashioned way. Her and Pete Buttigieg. They got the calluses to prove it. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I was going to say, I love how you support Rabine, and I think I, I think you have a good idea, a great way you could support Rabine. What do you think it is? Oh, Kevin, from Austin, Texas, everybody's going to become their little area Republican GOP and wave the flag. No, how do you help Rabine? How can you help Rabine? I love it. I'm doing it right now. Listen, it isn't the GOP is as corrupt as Ukraine. You're going to go to the GOP. I'm going to go to that lawyer. And I'm going to say, hey, I want to be a part of your crime family. How do I get in? Okay. He's going to say, give me five grand. You want to be the, okay, give me five grand. I got your five grand right here. Send your old lady by. So she can earn it the old-fashioned way. Forget about that nonsense with the Illinois GOP, for God's sakes. Nonsense. Where's the Illinois GOP when we have the corruption of shakedown for ComEd? Where were they? They just wanted a campaign contribution. Do me a favor. Don't tell me to go and join the Illinois GOP. You got the wrong guy. And don't tell me to support him because they're the one behind the Democrat scumbag Irving. They're the one who goes to Griffin and tells him, give me your money. We'll just advertise to the idiots and nobody will look at his voting record. The Illinois GOP can kiss my perfect ass. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560. The answer. In the meantime, anybody want to talk about why the CDC is holding back information? Information about the vaccine, information about the people who have died, the age groups, the whole nine yards. Because it fits their narrative. They're still forcing Chicago police, Chicago firemen. They're still forcing everybody. Ooh, you're you celebrating. You could take your mask off. Get the mind of a slave. You think you actually won something. Look at you. You get to breathe again. Ooh, Lori Lightfoot said so. It's ridiculous. I got news for you. There's a big push coming to put everything, everything on your new 5G phone. Oh, don't worry. You get $700 off of it. But does anybody really want to know why the Federal Reserve 
just launched a cyber currency and they don't want to talk too much about the detail of how they will now be able to know how you're spending it and have approval? Hello, everyone. Meet Lucy, student in psychology. And me, her digital ID wallet issued by the government to offer a wide range of identity services. In fact, I'm a handy way of proving and protecting her identity both online and face-to-face. Let's have a closer look at what I can do. I can help governments to better communicate with citizens. Right now, I'm reminding Lucy of the appointment she needs to schedule for her mandatory vaccination. <laughs> Time this to go to her great. exam. Lucy is a bit stressed out. I'm oh. here to make it easy for her to prove she is the right candidate with a quick and secure connection between her phone and the examiners. Exam passed successfully. I allow Lucy to certify her health care coverage entitlement. She's able to decide whether to authorize the doctor to access her medical records or not, ensuring her control over her personal data. Lucy needs one more thing before being all set for her trip to Australia, renting a car. I help her share her driver's license credentials online so that she doesn't have to wait hours in a queue to collect the car when she gets to Brisbane. Oh, it's going to be easy to be a slave. The rental company benefits from secure and accurate information and yeah. Lucy from a smooth experience. Lucy's friends are waiting for her inside the bar. To allow her to get in, Ooh, I simply generate down. a QR code your that can proves call Lucy is old enough so she doesn't have to share all her ID details with the bar staff. So yes, I'm Lucy's best companion. I protect her identity and official credentials wherever she goes. I yeah, provide secure access off. to public and private services and allow trainer. her to have full <laughs> control over her data privacy. In other words, I give the right access to the right data to the right person. I am also trusted by governments to best support countries' digital transformation, fight against ID fraud, and deliver smooth public services. And that's how they sell slavery. You're going to love it. I don't know if George Orwell is spinning in his grave like a black and decker or laughing at our stupidity. Did you get your vaccine, Lucy? Now, Lucy, what if you want to spend money and the digital U.S. dollar, they say, oh, I don't like the way you spend it, Lucy. Then you'll be like the Chinese social system that grades you on being a good slave. Welcome to America, the USSA. And, the, and, and Vladimir Putin's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure he is. Tom Mokina. Hey, Sean. That's diabolical. Uh, it wasn't what I was calling about, but that's uh, exactly out of a Black Mirror episode. But I was calling to say that I, uh, I, I think your idea for putting a bounty on Putin is right. Uh, if you recall, as a lot of us do, after Gaddafi uh, got a bomb in his house, he was a pretty good boy for about three decades. Right, we blew, so, up, his, uh, we blew up his kid, I believe, right? Didn't Reagan blow up yeah. his kid? You didn't hear yeah, anything. Next thing you like, know, he's hitting on Condi Rice trying to have another one. You see, that's how you solve mm -hmm. these savages down. You want to be a gangster? Then let's be gangsters. Gangsters don't risk their kids. They got a problem, they take out the old man. You got a problem here? He's the Hitler. He's invading Ukraine. You blow up his house in Crimea. He spent a billion on it. Maybe you get lucky. He has one of his inbred family members in there. And if not, he'll get the message. He'll definitely get the message. Because after all, we know where everybody is. You got your new phone, your new ID phone from the, from the government. And you're telling me they don't know where Vladimir Putin is right now.
They can't hit them with a missile. You solve all kinds of problems, well, but they don't want that. That doesn't make them the money, Tom. This is about trillions, baby. And they're all in on the scam. And it's a bipartisan scam from little Dick Durbin all the way to Kinzinger. Greg LaGrange, you got about 45 seconds. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, we talked about this a while ago about how the phone would replace your wallet. You wouldn't need your driver's license and things like that. But this takes it to a new level, like you said. Social credit scoring. But see, you know what the, the hook, though? The hook is the non-threatening voice. The hook is the non-threatening terms, like your examiner will tell you when to do this. Oh, yeah. So that translates in your head to party functionary. Well, how do you, do you just you explain Durbin's whole whole candidacy? You just explained Dick Durbin. The whole time, building ghettos, cheating the people, destroying the community. All in a monotone voice, Greg. It's a nice little scam what? if you can get in on it. Government. Hollywood for ugly people. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Hans on the line, but I want to, he deserves a long intro anyway, but I want to get something out of the way here. I was under the impression, I have studied for years what I thought was the principles of Americanism. I love the idea that it is written in our law that socialism and collectivism is against the Constitution. It is against Americanism. It is supposed to be illegal what we are now going through. It was done because 35 of the founding, 55 people at the convention, were lawyers. I have great respect for lawyers. Through the years of my life, I've witnessed as so many of those lawyers became Democrat mafia members in order to make money. I still think there are good lawyers out there. One of the ones who I love to talk to is on the line with us right now, Hans von Spakovsky. That's how I view you, as one of the people who are one of the good lawyers that are fighting for Americanism and American principles. And I love when you join me, even though the topic is uncomfortable. So thank you so much for joining me. Well, I, thank you, and I, I appreciate that. And I have to admit, <laughs> a lot of uh, bad lawyers in Washington, D.C., especially, especially, frankly, appointments within the Biden administration. And this is something that I am astonished by. I really do believe that this country was set up to be ruled by justice, by, by, by the ideals of the Enlightenment. The idea that we are in the year 2022 and we are using laws as weapons, as spears, and we are putting in the highest court of the land who is supposed to hear the abuses and the atrocities of politicians on the people. They are supposed to protect the people with law. We have what it, it appears to be a higher of bald-faced racism and i'm sorry but that's how i see it when you have announced to the world that you are only going to put somebody there because of their race and their gender you have now destroyed in my in in my mind the credibility of the supreme court because that is supposed to hold the greatest minds of american law and the principles of the enlightenment in the country as the final say in government rules and government laws am i wrong 
No, I think you're right. And in fact, I think Joe Biden is setting a terrible example for the rest of the country because, uh, look, if any if any CEO of a private company did what what he just did, name somebody um, to, to a position because of their race, because of their gender, uh, they would immediately be sued. They would immediately be prosecuted by the U.S. Justice Department for violating the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which makes that kind of behavior illegal. Now, you know, for constitutional reasons, that statute doesn't apply to the president, but um, it, it's just terrible that he's doing something that anyone else in the country if they did uh, would be found quite properly to have violated the law because, look, we've not only made racial and gender discrimination illegal, but we've made it morally unacceptable that he's basically saying, oh, no, it is acceptable. In, in, in every occupation, I happen to be, uh, I have a real estate company. I'm a real estate broker. There are so many laws involved where we are not to ever use race in the form of steering, in the form of, of, of advice, in anything. In fact, that's the beauty of our country, is that is yeah, literally it is. what we're going through is illegal in every industry except government. I am so sick of this two-tiered system where they get to inside trade, they get to bastardize the rules that the SEC goes after us for and the rest of it, and on top of it, they get to actually commit open and notorious racism without a question, and now I'm just to be told to shut up and sit down when the reality is the only reason she's there is her race, her gender, and her loyalty to collectivism. Isn't that really the case here? Yeah, she is probably the most left-wing ideologue ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. Um, she's had, she has a record of advocating for terrorists, really. Um, when, she was, when she was a public defender, in Washington, D.C. Now, now, look, you and I both know what are public defenders supposed to do? They're supposed to, they're supposed to defend, you know, regular everyday citizens, including poor citizens, for crimes like shoplifting, things like that. No, she used taxpayer funds to um, represent terrorist detainees at Guantanamo Bay. Okay, <laughs> and 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 then she got appointed to. The U.S. Sentencing Commission, where what did the Sentencing Commission do? It reduced all its sentencing recommendations. It advocated repeal of mandatory minimum sentences. In other words, basically letting as many criminals out of jail as possible. Uh, all you have to do is look at the crime waves going on around the country, and you can see that that's one of the results of what she did on the Sentencing Commission. Has anyone asked her what she feels about the... Um the so-called insurrectionists that have been held for 18 months in solitary confinement in Washington, D.C., without trial, without bail? Has anybody asked her about those particular um, U.S. citizens' uh, they, violation of their they, Fifth Amendment? No, they have not. But um, remember, one of the things that has, has existed since George Washington is the principle of executive privilege. In other words, look, the only way a president can operate is if he can get private, non-public advice from his closest officials, right? You know, his advisors inside the White House. She ruled as a judge in cases that executive privilege does not extend to who? Donald Trump's advisors. And that they would have to answer questions to the January 6th uh, commission. So she, you and I both know, don't we, that if this had been the other way around, if there was a Republican committee 
investigating Joe Biden? Do you think she would have held that uh, his closest advisors, including a general counsel, that there's no executive privilege? You and I both know that's not true. Hans, you know what, 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 what I'm just in awe of? I'm from the, the sewer of Chicago. We have the Olinsky Mafia. Merrick Garland has been brought up through the ranks of this Chicago Mafia. He is the head of the DOJ. He announces, what, six weeks ago, that they are going to have an investigative wing to go after people who speak against this government. It is a direct violation of my First Amendment rights. The country was founded on people that spoke against collectivism, spoke against taxation, that did all of the things that I do. The reality is I could easily be deemed terrorist. I could easily be deemed an enemy of the state. And I have no rights. I was always under the impression that in this country, this kind of thing could never, ever happen. I think you're one of the greatest legal minds alive. I really mean that. I've followed you for years. I think the Heritage Foundation is a wonderful place. Is there a push among the intellectuals, such as yourself, to combat this kind of open and notorious fascism? Well, yeah, I mean, not only are we talking about it, particularly Merrick Garland, who in, in, in essence has taken the U.S. Justice Department and turned it into the uh, legal department of the Democratic National Committee. I mean, that is very clear from his abusive actions. That's what he's done. But, look, there are a lot of conservative groups out there filing lawsuits against the actions of the government. You know, probably one of the best examples is the lawsuits that were filed, including, by the way, by the Heritage Foundation, where I work, against the COVID vaccine mandate, which we were successful. Remember, they tried to impose this on five employers, even though the executive branch, so they don't have the power to do that. And they've been successful in doing it. So there are people fighting back. But, yeah, it's dangerous. I mean, look, this is the same attorney general, as you know, who unbelievably and shockingly formed a task force to investigate parents who show up at school board meetings asking questions about the uh, critical race theory propaganda being fed to their kids. And he formed a, a task force that not only included the FBI and the criminal division of the U.S. Justice Department, where I used to work, but if you can believe this, the National Security Division. The National Security Division, Justice Department, its job is to go after espionage, you know, foreign spies and jihadist terrorists, and he includes them in a task force to investigate parents? I mean, that's the kind of horrible people that we have in the federal government these days. And you know what it tells you? Elections have consequences. Yes. It also tells you that we have spiraled, in my opinion, into a Soviet-style oligarch corrupt system where there are two sets of rules, two sets of laws, and I'm, I'm being kind when I say two, where we can now, we are now in a position where our government has violated the very principles this country was founded on. The freedom of speech, the right to a speedy trial, the right to representation, they are not even speed bumps on the highway to fascism, on the highway to collectivism that we now just take for granted. And I think in the autopsy of America, what will go down is this was a bipartisan issue, as unfortunately the only president that could have stood up to the violation of American property laws and not shutting down the federal government, unfortunately stepped aside and let it happen. And I'm curious to know, once you let, once you establish that you are the slave and government is the master, how do you get it back peacefully? Because that's what I want. And I see the comparisons between the corruption in Russia, Ukraine, and Washington. 
are getting awful similar, minus a few accents and maybe a little deodorant. Well, look, I think there are a lot of things to worry about. I guess I'm not quite as pessimistic as you are. I mean, for example, um, look, a lot of this is because uh, the political party has complete control of the federal government right now. That there's, It's highly probable that's going to change in the midterm election. I certainly hope it's so. Uh, I, I hope that's the case because you need a counterweight, certainly to the White House, and it's... Um, its extension of its executive power far beyond, you know, where it's, it, it, it has the authority to go under the Constitution. And, and on the other hand, look, keep in mind, you know, look, we've just gotten this, frankly, very bad nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, Turning it into a kangaroo court. Right? Yeah. Fortunately, we, we seem to still have pretty much of a majority. We can't always trust that all of the so-called conservative justices are going to vote the right way, but on many cases they they do, and that in itself is is a good thing. That doesn't mean we shouldn't keep up the pressure on this, and in particular, frankly, there needs to be more of an effort to stop the lower court nominees that are being put forward by by Joe Biden. I mean, to give you an example again, uh, look, the current nominee. Um, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. Look, she she was nominated um, by Barack Obama to a federal district court position in 2012. That's that's the federal trial court. You know, that's the bottom level. She was confirmed by a voice vote. I know that she should have been resisted. Even back then, it was clear that she was a left wing ideologue, and she should have been stopped dead, and she wasn't. You know, too too many senators, they pay attention to who's on the Supreme Court. They pay some attention to who's on the Court of Appeals, but they basically let almost anybody get through to the district court positions, and they shouldn't be doing that. Hans, I've watched in the last year and a month as we have lost the principles of a, of a republic. This is a rubber stamp. Anybody that comes in, I've got uh, uh, Raskin... His wife is going to be on the Federal Reserve. It's anybody they put up just breezes through. We've got um, uh, the girl who looks like Meyer Lansky. He's going to be in charge of the FCC now. Um, and, and, and she just breezes through. She's got 20 years of, of advocating government control of the airwaves and eliminating free speech. And this is going to be the head of uh, the FCC. It seems to me, as I sit 12 years after Obamacare and the hope that they would just recognize, of course, it's unconstitutional. It goes to the Supreme Court and John Roberts rubber stamps it. When you were advocating to go over the election results and, and answer some questions you had, how many cases were brought to the Supreme Court? They decided not to hear it. How, uh, what are we to do? Look, I share your frustration about this, and all I can say is we just have to keep working at it. Um, and particularly, more folks have to get involved at the grassroots level. And let me tell you why that's important. Um, look, we've seen now this working at school boards across the country in places that where uh, uh, voters have gotten fed up. Look, in San Francisco, one of the most liberal places in the country, they actually recalled three of the very liberal school board members there. Um, in Virginia, a state that had been going going blue, look, in the last election, 
there were more conservatives involved in working in the polls, being poll watchers, than ever before in an election. And that made the difference in victory in that state and actually bringing conservatives into all three of the statewide uh, elected positions, governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general. And by the way, uh, the first African-American woman, a Republican, elected as lieutenant governor, the first Cuban-American elected as attorney general, again, and a Republican, and, of course, the governor elected as a Republican. I mean, that shows you that grassroots involvement can make a difference, but is this an easy thing? No. It has to happen city by city, county by county, state by state. 21 states have put in election um verification election uh, rules that right. will stop the bastardization of what we take for granted in Cook County, Illinois. Yet the, there are just as many states, more, that are voting or going with the ballot harvesting, that are going with the, the easy vote for anybody, same-day registration and the rest of it. Nobody's an expert like this than you are. Is there a way, I mean, they've got, who's the attorney that, that, that worked to help corrupt everything? Ellis, isn't that his name? Mark, um, Mark Elias. Elias. Yeah. Elias, he's working tirelessly with the Biden administration to shore up those corrupt cities and states like Chicago, Illinois. Um, is there a way for us to get a national election back with all the chicanery they are cementing in as they are legalizing voter fraud? Well, yeah, because, um, look, states like New York and California, According to our ratings, the Heritage Foundation has put out election integrity scorecard where you rate each state on how good or how bad their election laws are. And as you would expect, you know, New York, uh, Illinois, uh, California, states like that are at the bottom in the entire country. But look, we know that in a presidential election, they're pretty much going to vote <laughs> for the Democratic presidential candidate. So, um the states that have been fixing things are uh, other states like Georgia, Texas, Florida, uh, Arizona, and others. Um, and we can have a lot more confidence in the elections there. Uh, so I actually think, like I said, I think the midterm elections, I think they're going to go very well. Um, I think the presidential election, uh, we can pretty much trust what's going to be happening in those red states because you know what like i said they've been fixing the election issues in their state so they don't have a repeat of 2020 that's what i want to hear now hans i just want to let you know i bought a corduroy blazer it has elbow patches i promise if you get me into one of those heritage foundation think tank things i won't embarrass you i'll be quiet i'll sit in the corner (laughs) (laughs) but we expect people to come in and ask questions and and raise their concerns all right, I was kidding. I can't be quiet. He is Hans von Spakovsky, senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, former FEC commissioner, DOJ lawyer, and one of the greatest, in my opinion, legal minds for Americanism alive today. I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much, Hans. Sure thing. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh, you're cooking, bitch. Friday, for God's sake. Let's have a good time. So this John is going to skate through. It will be a kabuki theater. None of her past misjudgments, none of her past party loyalty, violation of the principles of Americanism will be taken into account. All that matters is she is a black female. Her name is Katanji Brown Jackson. 
Wait a minute, Jackson. Could she be called Judge Affirmative Action Jackson? Well, I don't know, but that's what I'm going to call her. After all, that's why she's there. It's open and notorious racism. Her opinion doesn't matter at all now. She's just going to be a rubber stamp vote for American Marxist mafia. Because that's what we have going on here. You either are going to be dragged in, intimidated, coerced, extorted, or forced. Or that's it. You can have your opinion now, just like the Soviet Union. Do you agree with the state? Then you can have your opinion. Do you not? Then you'll be prosecuted by the government. That's obvious. Anyone questioned about it? She just solidified my opinion of her. That, that most racial <clears throat> disparities in criminal, in criminal convictions and sentencings result from an unconscious racial bias of judges, juries, and other uh, judicial decision makers. Would you agree or disagree uh, with that statement? Well, Senator, let me just just say that as a judge now, it's very important for me not to make um, personal commitments about things like um, the question that you asked, Um, that my personal views about anything don't impact my rulings. I am aware. Isn't your view of the law supposed to impact your rulings? I mean, what the hell are you doing? You know, maybe we should just get rid of all of them and put it, turn it over to a computer. Let's have a computer. We'll input all the laws, we'll import all the rules, and then we'll just put it in a computer. But then what would you do about those guys who feel like they're women and the women who feel like they're guys and the giraffes who feel like they're cats and the rest of it? Victims of domestic violence, rape, and human trafficking locked up for crimes that advocates say they committed under duress or by force. Tonight, the effort to tighten a law that could help reduce their prison sentences. CBS 2's political investigator Dana Kossoff is live. Dana, those pushing the new law say the old law is failing these survivors. So these are people who claim that they were being forced to kill, to rape, to rob other people. And they claim they're confused. It's a gender issue, after all. And um, they're the victims. Sure, the people are dead. But the devil made them do it. And the fact that they were a man trapped in a woman's body or vice versa or whatever the hell they're saying. Yeah, failing some of them, Erica. So they say this new law would give victims of gender-based violence, not just domestic violence, a second chance. It took a lot of healing. It took a lot of forgiveness. Sandra Brown spent 22 years behind bars for a domestic fight over a gun that ended with someone dead. When she was sentenced, certain circumstances about the incident and past abuse she suffered weren't considered. She emptied the gun on her husband, and she's the victim. Almost like being re-traumatized all over again. She's traumatized. What about Brown was released last month. It was an emotional reunion with her 30-year-old son, who was only eight when she went to prison. She's now one of... What do you mean she went to prison? Like she was dropping off something? She went to prison because she shot the husband, you moron. She murdered him. A group of survivors, advocates, and lawmakers fighting to modify a 2016 law that allows incarcerated domestic violence victims to ask a judge for a shorter sentence. It wasn't being implemented in the way we intend. Ah, Go ahead, ladies. This is how you do it. You don't like that fat slob? Go ahead. Empty the gun out. Then claim you're the victim. You'll be out in 12 years. Then you could cry and be the victim. I'm sure there's some money at the end of this road. And it- Including, it- says Representative Kelly Cassidy, who is allowed to file for that sentence relief. The new version would allow... It's just right and wrong. It doesn't matter what color you are, what religion you are, what you have between your legs. Right and wrong. Putin's a bad guy, though. 312-642-5600.
5,600. I'll be back. Let's all go to the lot. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right. So I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I think I saw it after our Friday Features, but I want you back. It's a ridiculously stupid comedy that I loved. Couldn't take my eyes off of it. Laughed. I enjoyed it very much. The Protégé, also. But I am going to watch either late tonight or early tomorrow, The House of Gucci. I did not see it, and I want to see it. As far as documentaries go, on Hulu, there is one we mentioned earlier, Dope Sick, that plays right into the news. As Illinois seizes the reward, which was supposed to go to the people, and Illinois is going to misuse and appropriate, appropriate and corrupt it to their payoff scam artists in a pay-to-play scheme. People all across this great nation are in pain. They have hard lives. Are you still sore? I can't work here no more. I'll be all right. And we have the cure. This new miracle drug, OxyContin. You will be the largest sales force in pharmaceutical history. Make your doctors feel special. Take and they bribed the FDA. Bribed them. Open and notorious. Paid them off. Did anyone go to jail? Nah, they're just going to pay you off. Boy, I wonder what other companies they went into. And you know, there's something I, I, I wanted to mention that I didn't mention. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your calls in a second. Just give me one second. Reuters is an interesting news outlet. Reuters is a propaganda wing. And it turns out that Reuters is run by a guy named Jim Smith. Jim Smith not only does he serve on the board of the World Economic Forum, you know the one by by uh, Klaus Schwab, Schwab, what's his name? Klaus what? Schwab? Klaus Schwab. He sits on the board of the World Economic Forum. He also is a director of Pfizer. So here you got a guy who runs a news outlet, Reuters, and he's on the board of Pfizer. It explains why when you catch him, with their bald-faced lies that destroy millions, if not tens of millions of Americans, and they settle in their corrupt court system, the government gets the money, and the people get the cigar. You get durbaned again. So make sure you watch Dope Sick. It's on Hulu. Ernie, Park Forest. Yes, Sean. Uh, recently, Rick Steves, the travel guy, did a documentary entitled European Fascism, filmed in Germany. As he described the events in the 30s in Germany and Italy, I'm thinking that's what's happening here right now. Ernie, I thought you were going to tell me he ends it in Washington, D.C. at 1600 Pennsylvania with a wet diaper in one hand while pointing at the White House in the other. No? That's right. right. And, And the first thing the Nazis did was take away freedom of speech all their guns, and then they, the Gestapo went door-to-door, removing all literature which dissented to the Nazi government, and they burned it all. And what does the Nazi, um, what does the name stand for? It's the National Workers Socialist oh, that, Party, right? Yes. Yeah. And what are the American Democrats claim to be? The same thing. Yeah, thank you very much, Ernie. I appreciate nine, it. Nine, 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 nine. At least they came with good suits. There was triple stitching. Those were Hugo Boss suits. These slobs, like Durbin, look like they came from a short and portly section of J.C. Penney, the fat slob. Chris Streamwood. 
Yo, yo, Sean. Hey, I have, actually, it's a new movie. It's a horror. It's the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. And when I saw the trailer, it looked like it was going to go, like, normal movies these days, woke. But actually, Leatherface has his fun with a bunch of woke uh, Instagrammers. Now, you uh, said it's, it's, a, it's a horror, not a horror, horror. Like, a, like, like a Democrat. No, no, not, not a horror. horror. <laughs> All right, it's horror. <laughs> not a Democrat right. horror. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you very much. I don't watch movies about those fools. I, I I don't know how I feel about you know the, the horror movies. I'm not I'm not big on the horror movies. A friend of mine owned Vision Pictures, and he made a horror movie, and I had it before it was released, and it was good. But you know I don't I'm not I don't like that. I think it was because I watched Omen when I was a kid. Well, I still don't like that. Still shaking up. John Glendale Heights. Hey Sean, I got one for you. This completely marvelous, marvelously stupid movie. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You want? Do you want to laugh, John? Do you want to? Know? I'm going to confess something. Just me and you talking here. I've never okay. seen it. I've never really? seen it. Really? Never. No. Squirrel Hands is in the other room screaming in my ear, what? I've never seen it. And I think those guys are kind of funny. You know, I love Benny Hill. Of course, he would bring his father on, the little ball guy, and slap him around. But um, I'm going to give it a shot, John. I'm going to do it just for you, and I appreciate you giving it to me. Thank you very much. Teresa and the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Um, I have never seen, and I've always wanted to watch this movie, but I've never seen my big fat freak wedding. Oh, it's great. It's <laughs> I know, that's what great. I've heard. Yeah, the wind I know, and I can't sure. wait to watch it tonight. Do you want to know something? I'm, I'm going to say this to you. I think that Windex would have done just as good, if not better, than the Pfizer vaccine for COVID. Thank you very much, Teresa. Please watch it. That'll be even funnier when you do. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Very good. How are you? Good. How about Driving Miss Daisy with Jessica Tandy and Dan Aykroyd? As my, and then the documentary, I would probably say The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich was from a book uh, written by William Shiner. What do you think? Yeah, I like that, but I prefer Driving Mr. Lazy, which is the story of a wannabe fat slob gangster who drives a union business agent around. Same thing, a little more of an exciting ending. Thank you very much. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Is that Tom Cruise movie where he's a bartender in the islands? I know, I'm pretty sure that's where it's from. All right, let's go. We don't have a lot of time. I want to end with meatloaf as usual. Joe in Downers Grove. Sean. Yes, buddy. Good movie. Secondhand Lions. Joe, I love that movie. Robert Duvall, Michael Caine, fantastic God. fight scenes. It's one of my favorites. Thank you, oh, Joe. Don't good. get mad at me. I got a few minutes. We got to go here. Hold on. David Norwich. Oh, hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, brother. What do you got? Yeah, uh, not a Monty Python title, but funnier than the Holy Grail, The Meaning of Life. Monty Python, The Meaning of Life. David, I'm going to start with that one. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Greg, Lake Geneva. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Apollo 13. Every time I watch that, it gives me, the, you know, it just, oh, hair stands on and everything. Yeah, well, they, that story is a lot better than that dog that went up in Sputnik. Which, by the way, do you know what kind of dog that was? Uh, the same dog that is in the studio right now. It's an Aruban Kanuku. Look it up. Useless information, Greg. I got a lot of it. 
Nicole Elgin, first girl hey. of the night. <laughs> Hi, I'm the Norwegian and Italian. I talked to you before. Perfect. Dennis Beats with uh, Gerard Butler and 50 Cent. What's it's the name of their the corrupt den of thieves? Oh yes, yes. I just saw him. I just saw uh, uh, Gerard in yeah. Copland. I think that's the name of it. Oh, it's so Great. good. Yeah, they're good, corrupt Nicole. cops and they're bank robbers. Okay, and actually, you're care. the second girl. Teresa was on there. I forgot Teresa, but I will not forget how we end now every Friday. And have a great weekend. Oh, see, can you see my light? What's so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and Bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we who watched Who were so gallantly streaming And the rockets J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.